Hello and welcome to Creative Lives, the Lecture in Progress podcast. Lecture in Progress is an online resource that inspires and informs the next generation of talent by providing practical advice and insight into the creative industry. This podcast series features a broad range of people talking about what they do and how they got to where they are. Our guest this week is Laura Jordan Bambach. Uh, my name is Laura Jordan Bambach. I'm Chief Creative Officer at Mr. President. Mr. President is an independently owned creative agency based in London. My role as Chief Creative Officer encompasses a number of different things. The first thing that I do is actually work on the work. So because we're a small agency, I actually am still very hands-on, writing copy, doing art direction, uh, looking at treatments for films, working with directors and photographers and all of that fun stuff. The second thing that I do is the overseeing of the work, so I guess it's more of a curatorial role. I look at all the ideas, I try to shape them and make them the ideas sharper. And the third thing I do, because I'm a business owner, is looking at the doing a lot of pictures, meeting new clients, um, looking for opportunities for the business and being the public face of the agency as well, so doing a lot of talks and presentations and talking about our point of view and writing a lot of articles and that kind of thing. As well as being the public face of the agency, Laura also works collaboratively alongside her team on developing big brand ideas for clients that include Global Radio, Stonewall and The Body Shop. Working on different clients all the time, you become an expert in you know five different things at once uh, and you really get under the skin of whatever that product is or that service is. Laura reflects on her somewhat unconventional career journey, from discovering digital art and setting up her own business while studying, to helping advertising agencies get online at a time when the internet was still in its infancy. When I was growing up, I wanted to be a scientist and I was kind of obsessed with science and maths and physics in particular. I thought for a while when I was a kid, I'd really like to be a lawyer. I was just, I was very academic as a kid. I was like, but like I was a real geek. So, you know, I wanted something that I was able to use my geekiness in. Um, but then also I had this real current of creativity running through me. So, yeah, I kind of swayed from one to the other quite a lot, I think, when I was a kid. So I studied fine arts at the College of Fine Arts in Sydney, which is an amazing degree and I actually went there as a painting major thinking I was going to put all of the the science and the academic side of me and all of that kind of thing aside but then almost immediately found uh, computer art digital art and got right into digital art so I actually completed my bachelor and then went on did masters sort of focused on digital art and internet art so while I was at uni you know, doing digital art and doing web art, and it was right at the beginning of the internet, I realised that the stuff that I was making for art, I could also make money out of um, if I did it for other people. And so I set up my own business while I was doing my master's called Joystick Digital Media, which is a terrible name. And I would uh, do things like go into advertising agencies who had designed a website, but I had no idea how to get the Photoshop file onto the internet. And I would cut and code everything, basically sort their shit out for them, you know, spend basically 72 hours sleeping on the floor of the agency, fix it all, get it up online, write the back end, do the front end. And it was all by hand at that time. There was no kind of software to do it. And so it was a really specialised skill, which would allow me to charge enough money to then put myself through like uni for the next couple of weeks. So, so I was consistently doing these kind of projects. And that's kind of how I fell into the industry. I then 
you know, develop more skills and there was some word of mouth and people asked me to do projects. And then eventually I got my first job at an agency at Deep End in Sydney in about, I don't know, I would say something like 1998 or something like that. I had got my first agency job. What has helped my development is the range of projects that I've been able to get my hands on. So, you know, from very, very technical projects, you know, the kind of things that run for a year and a half and it's run in fully agile, uh, you know, it's, it's much more like a tech platform than a creative piece of work. So like really understanding the nuts and bolts of the tech at the same time doing things that are completely in the world of advertising or completely in the world of design. And I think I've just been lucky enough that I've everywhere that I've gone, I've learned a new skill and I've the thing that I wasn't so good at in my last job, suddenly I'm the best at it in my new job and so I can kind of flex and, and learn and that's really how I've developed my career, I guess. Accumulating skills between both the advertising and design professions has helped propel her from one job role to the next, both a rewarding and challenging experience that eventually saw her take up the position as DNAD president before co-founding Mr. President in 2013. For me, the most exciting piece of work that I've done in the last 12 months has been Stonewall. So Stonewall had a campaign 10 years ago, which is some people are gay, get over it. I think, you know, you see that around a lot and variations of, and it's been really successful for them, but it talks to the LGBT community and it gives them, you know, something that they can wear or can say or can write or can talk about to, to silence critics. Um, where they are at the moment in, I guess, where the, where the world is with this kind of rise of the right and people actually feeling more comfortable expressing views that maybe weren't socially acceptable even 12 months ago, uh, is that hate crime against LGBT people has risen enormously. And so they needed a campaign that will last them for the next three years to get the silent majority of people who are broadly accepting of LGBT rights and equality to speak up and to do something. Um, and that's quite a big challenge and it's a big responsibility and you know I feel that the work that we've done with Come Out for LGBT, which is the, the sort of the platform idea, has it's worked really well for them. It's been enormously successful, you know, in terms of both driving awareness of Stonewall and numbers to their site and sales of their merchandise, but also changing the minds of the people who we were looking at, at speaking to, which are you know, sort of 18 to 35 year olds. Um, so that, for me, I'm super proud of, and I'm also excited that the idea is big enough, you know, that it works when they're having policy conversations, or it works as a message to go into schools with, or it works, you know, there's come out for trans equality is the big thing that Stonewall have been doing this month. It's flexible enough for them to be able to take and work with and do all sorts of exciting things within the future. I think the reason people think advertising can't be for good. Like I think a lot of it actually has to do with bad advertising. There is a lot of terrible stuff that does go on. There's a lot of objectifying of women. There is a lot of selling people crap they don't need or that is blatantly bad for them or selling it in an inappropriate way or in a misleading way. There's a lot of bad stuff that the industry has done to gain that reputation. And I think as we're, as a society, becoming just much more conscious of those things, partly because of the internet and social media, partly because there are more people in the world and fewer resources and a whole load of stuff going on which mean that we need to be. You know, it's, I think advertising needs to carve itself 
a role that is of benefit to society rather than just of benefit to selling stuff. Strongly believing in the power of creativity as a force for good, Laura is also the co-founder of Global Women's Creative Network, She Says, and the Can'ts Festival, an international alternative to the Can Lion Festival. Alongside my job here, I'm a bit of a serial starter of, I guess, projects around, around social good and particularly in the industry. So I'm co-founder of She Says, which is a global volunteer network to get more women into the industry. That's in like 40 three cities, I want to say, in about 21 countries around the world. We've got 40,000 members. And that's amazing. And it's all run by this incredible team of volunteers around the world. Um, I am a co-founder of Can't, which is a festival. Happens in London, and it happened last year in a couple of other places. And this year, hopefully more places. It's a festival for the people that can't go to Cannes. And that was really set up because as a creative leader, you get to go and, like, you know, swan around Cannes and look fantastic and have a great time but the people that really do the work don't get to go. And I felt that was quite an injustice, actually. So myself and an amazing guy, Simon Gill, who we used to work together as partners, um, we founded that about six years ago. I guess the advice I would give to a young creative that wants to do what I do is just be tenacious, I think. I think tenacity has got me everywhere. Like, take, take on the stuff that no one else wants to do. Take on the stuff that you don't know how to do. Push yourself. Fail. Be as noisy as you can be. Be as thoughtful to your client and empathetic to their audience as you can be. You know, like be be humble, but be powerful. Just keep pushing yourself forward as, as, as much as you can. You know, I actually, I'm a much better creative director in ECD than I ever was a designer or a creative. I was really, really hard working and so I kind of, you know, got to where I am through that like hard work and the drive until actually I got to the level where I found the thing that I was actually really good at, if that makes sense. <laughs> this episode of Creative Lives was brought to you by Lecture in Progress. It was presented by me, Marianne Hanoon, and the guest was Laura Jordan Bambach. The editor was Ivor Manley. Lecture in Progress is made possible with the support of a number of brand patrons. They include Us2, GF Smith, Squarespace and the Paul Smith Foundation. For more information, check out lectureinprogress.com.